The following is an instant reaction YouTube exclusive content. To get more YouTube exclusive content, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel at Don't Go Out There. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast, uh, powered by the Big Three Roll-Up. I just want to thank all our fans and listeners. I really appreciate all support. Uh, We just got a quick bonus kind of instant reaction show. Uh, Before we start that, just going to give a quick shout-out to our website, and a uh you know don't go out there.com and check us out on social media facebook twitter instagram we just joined tic tac as uh, brian would call it and we got a youtube channel go subscribe to us there uh, we like to put up early content like this on there first uh what, what are we talking about tonight guys we're talking about fear street part two 1978 uh super fun movie in my opinion uh yeah yeah i i didn't make it to the first uh instant reaction Unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to go into deep thoughts on it. I'll just say I really had no idea what these movies were about. Had no clue it was written by R.L. Stein. Never heard of this stuff, honestly. I was a Goosebumps guy like uh, Brian and Dustin touched on. Uh, I kind of just watched the first one just off of peer pressure, honestly, because not peer pressure, but, you know, you guys watched it, seemed to enjoy it. So, you know, I checked it out. I I honestly liked the movie. It was fun. Uh, and I really, I was looking forward to this one. I feel like this has been a kind of a good filler in for uh, Stranger Things, taking 187 years to get season four out. Uh, but I really liked uh, 1978 uh, Fear Street Part Two. Uh, Brian, what'd you think? Do you like it? Yeah, and and not only that, I, I think it really made the first one better for me. You know, and I had a lot of, uh, I mean, if you, you listen to if you listen to the first review, you know, I had a lot of reservations, a lot of it, and. I mean, this movie, I mean, this movie is not perfect by any means. And some points you have to like, you know, kind of sit back and 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 just enjoy it for being a movie. You know, some things are crazy, kind of like the first one I had some complaints about. But you know what? It's it's a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, I I don't think that I, I, I complained about it. Okay, I didn't complain about it. I was worried about it, you know, suffering from the whole prequel issue because you know, but it doesn't real it doesn't suffer from it at all. I mean, because, you know, it hits you with, you know, the the ending, um, you know, kind of gives you a little bit more on 1994, uh, how it ties it together, um, like Dustin hoped it would. I mean, he was completely right in guessing how they were doing it. Um, you know, he, he tried to ease my concerns, but he was completely right. I have to say that. And, uh, you know, I know Dustin hates hearing he's right. So, you know, don't hopefully he won't listen to the show or anything, but he was definitely right on this one. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah. So again, I also missed the uh, p- part one of this. I was on vacation. A lot of other big life things happened <laughs> in between that time. So <laughs> I am uh, happy to be back in the chair. I'm happy to be back in front of the mic. Uh, yeah. Real quick, I I'm not gonna dive too deep into part one. I missed that. That's my fault. But I do want to say I really enjoyed it. It uh, reminded me. It reminded me of a lot of other. I enjoy slasher films. We've all enjoyed slasher films. And I under and I listened to the episode and understood some of Brian's gripes. But there did come a point in that movie where I just I just was looking at the screen and made up my mind that I'm gonna enjoy this for what it is. Yeah. This is a little silly, but it's not too silly. Right. Like like 
like where it's so bad, it's good. It's still trying to do something, trying to take itself very seriously. And I like, listen, one thing I'm going to say about this movie, same thing I'm going to say about part one. Soundtrack is fantastic Mm -hmm. to both of these movies so far. Uh, Music that I love, you know, that the first one had Creep and Bush and and Nirvana and everything. You could it just had a lot of really good, you know, Cypress Hill. Really, really solid soundtrack, and 78 is no different. So, yeah, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed part one. Um, I, you know, Nico, you made a good point. These are kind of filler for a big season of movies coming up as far as horror goes. You've got Halloween on the horizon. Uh, I know there's a, a new purge I just haven't got the chance to see. You know, Scream in January. Like, there's a lot of, of stuff coming out here. And, they, you know, the reason I decided I wanted to see this movie because they're horror films. They look like high high production quality, and so Netflix yeah. got my attention. Like you guys, I didn't read these books, so I had no prior knowledge going in. I was also a goose a goosebumps guy, a big one at that. Um, this had a goosebumps slash Are You Afraid of the Dark rated R kind of hint to it, and I really enjoyed right. it. Okay, that was part one, uh, a, a very '90s slasher movie w- w- without the meta. So I I thought that was really fun. Um, this was, you know, I sent the text a couple days ago. This Part two is basically a Friday the 13th film to me it, or, or, or even Sleepaway camp. If you really want to go there with it, although I would have put this on way before I would Sleepaway camp. The first one, the, the, the second one's pretty fun. But anyway, um, I enjoyed this movie. I like this cast a lot. I think Sadie Sink is great. Um, I like her in stranger things as well. And I think she does a really good job kind of, you know, she's not our main, main character, but she's pretty dang close. And, She's kind of the one I care about the most. And I think that, you oh, know, yeah. I think Ted Sutherland, and I think Ted Sutherland was really good as Nick Good because I could see him growing up to be Officer Good. Like that makes a lot of sense right. to me. So I think that was really good casting there. Uh, and I like that it tied back to the first one. The connections were really neat to me. They weren't too far of a stretch. Obviously, there's some stuff in this movie where I'm like, okay, whatever, guys. But at the end of the day, almost a very Friday the 13th. Sleepaway Camp, just a fun slasher film. Well, for what it's know, worth. I, you know, yeah. you you brought up the the basically you know the Friday the Thirteenth reference, which I kind of thought it was kind of a nice little nod to Halloween being nineteen seventy eight and not and not like yeah. nineteen eighty like when Friday the Thirteenth right. came out. But right. you know, this to me was like it's like an updated Friday the Thirteenth and. And I not only just that, but I think that it is, and this may be blasphemous for me to say, better than, and it may sound like a high number, but I think it's 98% at least of camp slashers, period. Because you don't even have, and it was kind of weird, I will say, kind of, when you see any of the camp settings, anything from the 70s or whatever, you're not used to seeing any of this stuff in 4K. And so, like, I was like... You know, that was it was it was it was really cool to kind of see it updated and kind of see like, okay. plus you get to see all the kills, which you never did in Friday the 13th. You know, I mean, well, and to be fair, the budget for this was way bigger than obviously Friday the 13th. (laughs) Like it was it was really good. But and you get to see something that you only got to see one time, if unless I'm mistaken, one freaking time in 10 Jason movies was the campers being at the camp and like you know besides part six <laughs> there's not another one and six like is is really 
low key, like, you know, cut away, don't show kills. So like they killed fucking kids in this movie. Oh, Spoiler yeah, alert. great. But I mean, like they kill kids in this movie. It's like they show it, which is kind of gruesome to say, but brutally like, kill kids. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is Friday the 13th on steroids almost. And that's kind of crazy and weird to say, to be honest. So glad you said that, because just like the first one, I know I wasn't here. These both of these movies ha- have really good kills. Uh, oh, yeah. Even the cut, even the cutaway kills don't bother me because they reward us with some other kills. Man, I know we're talking about part two, but the dang, the dang butcher head kill from the first one is is it's fantastic. I didn't think they were going to show it, and they yeah. showed it. That's freaking great. Uh, in this in this movie, you get a. Man, you're right. You get really brutal murders of kids, and out of context, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you got like, all my, all my stance going all the way back to when we reviewed Halloween 2018. Show it. Show it. If you're going to put it in the movie, just show it because at the end of the day, that adds something for me for whatever reason just because it's not so slocky. The campers don't look – okay. A lot of the Friday the 13th movies in Sleepaway Camp, they're 27, 28-year-olds playing 16, 17-year-olds. In this film, there's some of that, but at but there's some kids in this movie, some actual kids on screen deaths, and I and I can appreciate that they had the balls to go do that, and I think it was it was unexpected. I was not expecting these movies to be as gory as they were. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and not to piggy too, uh, piggyback too much off the first one, but. That axe kill right after the the bread slice kill to the guy to the head, very unexpected. I was not expecting <laughs> that was awesome, but like you mentioned, the kills in this movie and the first both movies were great. Uh, hot take: I would watch this movie over the first three Fridays any day of the week. I think it's better, and I'm the Jason guy. Uh, sorry, Dustin. Friday the Thirteenth original is pretty terrible compared to this. This movie has Team Sack, baby. Let's go. <laughs> that, that was a reference to the strangers, not Jason. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't even try, bud. Don't even try. Let's talk, a, let's talk a few more pros that we liked. Uh, it's already been mentioned. Sadie Sink was great as uh, Ziggy. Uh, I love the fact that she was in the movie the whole time as well. You know, we got Maya Hawk, you know, for yeah. you know, the opening scene. Absolutely loved having Sadie Sink throughout the whole film. And, and I agree with you, Mike. I would say she is the star of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think she did a great job. That's another thing I would say is better about this movie compared to the old, you know, campy movies. Yeah, good acting in this movie, uh, in these movies. Yeah, uh, I, I like so. uh, Brian, what's some, uh, some pros you had for the movie besides uh, Sadie? Or in addition um, to Well, and, and I think I want to touch on the fact that, you know, kind of I touched on a little bit earlier, but w- what I was complaining about last time, being worried about, you know, it's suffering from the prequel issue. It, it doesn't because you still it's, you know, be, the prequel issue being, oh, well, we know how it's going to end. We're not going to have any surprises, things like that. Well, you know, you go in and I won't spoil it. That's why we're trying to not do spoilers here. But you go in not knowing who the Nightwing killer ends up being. You know, you kind of pick that up, obviously, about halfway through the movie or whatever. But, you know, you're not sure about that going in. Um, you're not sure about you know, which sister is, you know, somebody dies from the first one. Like they talk about it, but you don't know which one it is. Um, you know, so it's, I think that that's, that's great. Plus the character development, like you care about these characters. Uh, I, at least I did. I cared about these characters more than any of the ones I did from the first one. Um, 
You know, yeah. I don't know if it's, and I don't know why. I, I guess maybe that's fair. Maybe we spent more time with them. Maybe they're just a little more likable. I mean, no offense to anybody in the first one, but you know, it's it's, it's not their fault how they're written. Um, you know, I, I loved that. I loved the. I'm not ripping off Friday the Thirteenth too much, but I'm going to give the piano like cues. Um, you know, during the scary parts, that you know, that was almost Halloweenish too. Um, obviously, so you know, I, I loved that. Um, I loved all the references. I loved the Carrie references, the Exorcist references. Um, you know, The Shining. Yeah, yeah I mean, there, there are a ton of there. them are in there. I would and say the descent was referenced too. Yeah, that that's a good point. You know, and they're not throwing your face. It's not like crazy references where you're just like, oh come on, like. I mean, uh, I, well, I mean, having sex cocks in hell written on the walls a little in your face, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> only because Dustin said it like three or four times during the during the review. That's the only reason it stuck in my head. Um, but yeah, I, I just I and I want to just touch on the fact that this is unless I'm mistaken, pretty damn groundbreaking because I don't know of another time in history where it's like three horror movies were made back to back to back like this all together and released this quick. You know, you basically have a trilogy, you have an overarching story already put together and you have three films in front of you. Obviously that's benefiting from having Netflix budget, Netflix money, having a uh, Mike Subtle money. Oh, but, ooh, but, I uh, wish. Easily, <laughs> I access- wish. easily accessible too. Exactly. Yes, so, absolutely. you know, that and that, you know, but that's it's really cool. They've done a lot of really cool things with this little trilogy that I mean, so, uh, you know, we are looking at some forward at some great movies coming out and obviously possibility of being disappointed at a lot of them, um, you know, to have this one just has a, a really great surprise, I think. Yeah, something you touched on, Brian, was how we kind of like the characters better in this one. I tend to agree with you. There's a part of me that chalks that up to something I've already said like four times, and that is this feels kind of like a Friday the 13th movie, and we're all fans of the slasher genre, and they're campers, and there's some nostalgia there for all of us. I know you two are big, or, you know, big time Jason people. And I know there's, this isn't technically a Jason movie and there's a lot of differences and there's something I want to touch on that I actually think this set of movies does pretty well. But as far as why I think I like the characters more, they just feel like more familiar characters that we've seen on screen in horror movies. And that's not a knock on the first cast. I actually thought that cast was really, really tight knit and really, really good. And I thought the acting was really well done and, and nothing against them or anything. Um, that felt very 90s, though. That felt very – and not not necessarily like Scream. I know what you did last summer, 90s. But more like – well, I guess it would be that. But this – obviously, 1994 came before those movies would have been out. But, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of felt like just a, a, rare, a very 90s group of kids. Almost like if you took a set of Boy Meets World or Saved by the Bell or something like that and put it in a horror movie, that's kind of what that cast felt like. This one kind of feels like something we've seen before, and it felt like comfort food, for lack of a better term. I think I maybe that's why I enjoyed it. Uh, well, one pro I had, and I, you guys know me, I'm not big into supernatural, occult, witch things as far as in my movies. I like learning about that stuff, but I don't. But something I think this set of movies is actually doing well, instead of what Halloween does a million times what Friday the 13th has done where they've gone back and inserted things that weren't there before. And now they're there and there's this convoluted backstory, something this set of movies has done. And I know it's in the, it's a book first. So duh, but something I think this does is establish right up front. Yes. You're watching two slasher movies 
technically, but you're also watching someone control the strings. There's there's a a witch, and I think she's omnipresent from the very first you know five minutes of the movie. And I think that and I I like that about this set of movies so far anyway now we could get to the third one and it ends up being like the witch which is a very strange film um i don't not like it i I just think it's very out there but um i think it's very interesting how from the very get-go there it's a it's not neat but it's at least together it's not it's not oh michael myers was was in this cult his whole family going back to ancient Samhain or whatever the fuck it's it's this is what it is yeah. From the start, this is the witch. She's controlling the strings, and blah blah blah, and on we go. And now we have this group of killers that are on the loose, and I kind of enjoy that, which I was kind of shocked at, because normally once I saw ritual ruins and and satanic symbols and stuff, spoiler alert, but uh, I that normally be like click, I'm turning that off. But for me, it worked in this movie. I'll say I like the definitely like the characters in this movie more. I just feel like the writing and the acting, like, the first one focused so much on the two girls' relationships, it kind of took me out of the the mystery and the, the slasher aspect of it. It's like, come on, can we can we focus more about what's attacking them? And uh, I just felt like Sadie and, you know, her potential uh, mate or whatever, her potential crush and uh, her bully, I, I, I was engaged with that a lot more than and from it you remember when we reviewed uh he just reminded me too much of him i feel like that was a little forced you know he's got all the information on his wall and he just he t- he yeah. explains it like in no time i just i feel like that was a little too yeah on the on the head or something maybe but except for I mean, I like both movies but right yeah. well and that does suck but i haven't read the, the book part, so, so i, I, I what was that, Brian? I'm sorry. I was going to say that it this does suffer from being like the basically the first chapter. And there's no books, as far as I know, that this is this is like the first one. This is like just a whole brand new story. So this isn't related to any books, as oh. far as I know. Um, from what I from what I've read, I'm, I mean, I maybe get fifty thousand messages tomorrow saying how wrong I am. But as far as I know, from what I read, this is not based on any book. Uh, just kind of, it's a whole brand new story. But it kind of being the first story, the first chapter, I understand. And like that's some problems that I had with it. But you're also they're also trying to, I think, give you this this information that you didn't really have to have in this one. Um, yeah. So and plus, plus I had to build up characters, whereas this one is like they're sisters. So they automatically have this bond and you have this kind of relationship without you even having to worry really about building up a friendship between the two, too. So I don't know, just. You know, devil's advocate there. Yeah, and just kind of, uh, you know, looking a little bit ahead to the third one, I think this series of movies has kind of given us three genres of horror in one series, which I think is pretty cool, man. I think you get, uh, I think the first one is very, I've repeated myself, but I, I think I finally settled on how I feel about it. It is a 90s slasher film. It's it's not screaming. It. Yeah, it's a whodunit type situation and that's kind of what the bulk of what a lot of the 90s slashers ended up being scream and oj last summer valentine all those movies kind of very just whodunit which i think works because the the prequel to that genre of slasher was the 80s slasher which we get 
in this film. And I, it looks like in the third one, we're going to get a little bit more of an art house style. Uh, a more of a A24, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, and, and I think that that could be interesting, especially because they built the story up with these two completely different films. And it, just looking at the preview, this looks – the third one looks very, very different. But I re- – you know, one thing I want to say is normally I think I think the first one's ending went on a little too long. Like I think there was a little too much inside the store um, and all that stuff. I didn't feel that way with this one. I thought the last, you know, final eight minutes of the chase scene or whatever you call that, I think was really, really good. Uh, you know, the, the, the camera work was good. And that's something else I want to th- say. I say it a lot, I know, but cinematography in this movie is good for – uh, I mean, for this does not feel like a Netflix movie. This feels like I went down, I sat and watched it in the theater to me, and I think it's it's really, really good, and I think the music is good, as I've already said. But the camera work, as far as direction goes, I think is great. All right. Uh, y'all got any more pros for Because I do have a con that I want to just touch on real quick. Any more pros? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh I will say that I did like the second movie a lot, and I liked it better than the first one, I would say. However, I did kind of feel like the first 25 to 30 minutes of this one kind of drug a little bit. Uh, but once it picks up, I, I, I'm all in. But I kind of feel like it started off a little slow. And these movies are not short, by the way. Right. Oh, no. anyone listening. No. They're both you know, over an hour, 45 minutes long. Right. Um, but I, I, I will say that I thought like the uh, first 30 or so minutes drug in. It did bother me, you know. It, it has the typical slasher tropes. You hit you hit the slasher one time, he falls down, you drop your weapon, and you hug your sister or something like that. I was like, come on, be smarter. But I, I know what they're doing. Let's say, there's a part of me that kind of likes that it follows yeah. the tropes. Like, I had a, like, I'm very picky because when it works, it works. And when it doesn't, like in some of the later, God, in some of the later Chucky movies where it's just the tropes because they can't do anything else. Like, I don't like that. But in this movie, I think they know these are tropes. Fans watching these movies know they're tropes. And if they – one thing I will say, this is a set of movies I think that if you're just a casual horror fan, you can get into. And I think that's why the tropes are there. I, I really think if I sat down with just my sister or something who doesn't really like horror movies yeah. that much and said, hey, watch this. I want you to see this. She would be into both of these movies. I I really do oh, think yeah. so. So they did a these good are, job with that. Yeah, these are movies that you would a hundred percent go in middle school or yep. high, like right in high school, yep. pop like I'm gonna go rent these movies and pop them I in can't. a sleepover, and everybody stay up watching them. You get to see gore and blood and cussing and everything you need to see without this super deep. Huge. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, as far as cons go, I don't really feel like I, I mean I complained in the first one about it dragging some. Um so right. I really do feel like the first one did drag some in places. I don't feel like that this one did. Um I had my my biggest nitpicks were stuff that I'm gonna say probably for when we do the in-depth review, which yeah, we are gonna too. do. We've all kind of talked about that today and we definitely yeah, all want to do that. Um we're gonna let these simmer a little bit before we hit them up. But um I you know, my pro I like without even saying anything, there's a character that gets stabbed at the end of the first or first one that is suddenly just perfectly fine at the beginning of this one just walking around having no problem like that's the kind of thing where i'm just like come on like well i thought she got stabbed in the gut (laughs) earlier like what the hell happened and uh there's a lot of little nitpicks like that that and that's what i was talking about earlier about you having to just sit back and go 
okay, I know what I'm watching. Like, I need to quit just nitpicking it apart, sit back and just enjoy it, enjoy the cheese, you know, in some of the places. But man, this, I really, I really enjoyed this one a lot. And I was, uh, it made, like I said, it made the first one better for me. I, I, I agree. I don't have a ton of cons that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be involved with a scene by scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, my, my, uh, my cons would also come in a scene by scene breakdown. Some of the dialogue is, is not awesome. Some of, you know, there's not, most of the acting is good. There's some acting that's not so good. Uh, one character in particular that I think is really bad that gets too much screen time. I'll, I'll save it though. Um, cause I don't want to do that in an instant reaction show. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I think that acting is pretty bad, but you know, there are little nitpicks here and there, you know, I mean, this is a really digestible movie, a, a quick hitter. Um, you know, some of the horror movies that we get in the big screen now, and there's nothing wrong with this. They take a lot of time to kind of digest and figure out and what what did I just watch? And I, I like those, um, but this one doesn't have that. We know what we just saw, and it was a lot of fun. It, it, and it was carnage candy, for lack of a better term. I know a lot of people use that, but um, it was carnage candy. The first one was carnage candy, which, again, I wasn't expected because I know a lot of people, it, you know, even Brian kind of said, hey, these are a little bit marketed towards teens. And that's true. I especially the first one. Um, but I do think, man, it made me kind of, it made me kind of like it more because I, I got a little bit of nostalgia, which I know I didn't grow up on horror, but like when, when you're going through that, you know, Oh, I love horror now phase. You're digesting yeah. all these teen slasher films from the eighties and nineties. It's kind of made me feel like I was watching one of those. So I think it was really good. The cons come, the cons come in the dialogue for sure. And one character that I just think the act, I, I'm not an actor. I hate to critique acting. I, I don't normally do it if I can, unless you're Quentin Tarantino and to, from Dust Till Dawn, which is acting is terrible. <laughs> I, uh, um, I, there's one character, God bless her. I'm sure she's great in other things, but she's not good in this film at all. And I think Nico knows exactly who I'm talking about. I was about to say, is it this... I, after I'm just gonna piggyback real quick off of something Brian said, is it the same girl who has the descent reference, breaks her leg but can just magically walk on it after after you push the bone back inside? That, no, that but also <laughs> for looking for a con, that's a con I can give you now. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen this movie, you, you probably shouldn't be you probably shouldn't be watching this anyway. You should watch the movie first, then see our reaction. But uh. Um, just that's a con I have. Also, no, my, all right, I'll not, just say it's it. not their fault that they, that Nico put spoiler free on the tag here before. Oh no, not it. not. Hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, that's not that big of a spoiler, but that guy no. that pissed me off. I understand. That's a pretty I mean, big spoiler there, brother. You might want to hashtag that spoilers. <laughs> I'll put minor spoilers in there, but uh, very minor, very, very minor. minor. Well, that, that girl uh, the had her, le- her bone hanging out of her leg and walked on at the end. No problem. Char- that character is whatever to me. Uh, she gets a little too much screen time, in my opinion, as well, Alice. But the character, the the act, the acting that bothered me the most was the character of Sheila. I just, why are you in this film? Why are you in this film? What are you doing in this movie? This doesn't make any sense to me. You could have taken her character out, and nothing about that movie changes for me. I'm sorry. I just. She got a bunch of cockroaches that dumped on her. Congratulations. 
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Spoiler. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, y'all got any more thoughts? Uh, I think it's been a pretty good instant reaction. Absolutely. Hey, I would highly rec. I uh, I highly recommend going to watch this movie. At, like, start from the first one if you haven't seen it. If you if you made it through now, you know some spoilers, so you kind of know what to expect. Uh, go watch this movie. It's and if you've already watched it, I would say if you're bored and you got nothing else to do, go watch it again because I definitely think there's stuff we missed. I'll be completely upfront. I only watched this movie one time in preparation for this. That's why it's called an instant reaction. And so I I didn't want to dissect every little thing until we actually deep dive this movie. Um, same with the first one. I just wasn't on for it. And so I, I really enjoy both of these. Go watch both. I'm really looking forward to the third one, which I know we have something we could talk about with the third one at the end of this and at the end of this little instant reaction. See, I'm a little bit worried, but I said this last week. I'm worried that this is going to be a real, really big letdown, the third one, because it's like my least favorite thing that I want to see, you know, this whole 1600s witchcraft type thing like i i i enjoyed obviously the 90s i love the 90s love the slashers love the camp friday the 13th setting on this one like i'm a little bit worried that i'm going to be a little bit let down just by you know what we're going to here but but i am looking forward to them tying up the future which was in 94 or whatever with the next one too so i am i I am enjoy i am looking forward to the overarching story being tied up yeah, me too. I can't wait till we pick the witch, Mike, for Brian to watch that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I don't think he'll like it, but I think, you know what? He may like certain things because there's a scene in that movie. Well, there's a death in that movie that I know he will love. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you, we we talked about the kills, but let me just say, like, this is not like a gore porn at all no. movie. Like, it's no. not. It's not like a, you know, shit, I don't know, a hostel or a centipede two or whatever, where it's like just ridiculous gore that makes you like, oh, gross. It's not. It's just like, I guess because it's part of a slasher, different, whole different. Out of nowhere. Like, whoa, that's awesome. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's different type, even though it is pretty, uh, it is pretty gory, but none of it makes you like cringe like some of those movies. And Nico, before you go. I want to throw a question to both of you since we only have a few minutes left here. We talked about this numerous times. You know, we've kind of hinted it's the slat. You know, we've we bounced around. It's the slasher dead. Is it? Can it be done anymore? And I know Halloween 2018 came out, but that's a very established franchise that you could probably do forever if you put Halloween on the movie poster. Do you think something like this has the chance to kind of? And I know Scream's coming out, but again, that's piggybacking off of 2018 Halloween. Do you think this has a chance to kind of reignite some new slashers, some some new creative invent? And that you you know this these two kind of play the greatest hits, and I understand yeah. that. But I think what you could take from this is these movies could still thrive and survive off off a fresh fresh spin, you know, a bigger budget, more things to do, better writing. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So do you think this series could kind of rejuvenate slashers in a way? Do you want to go ahead? Uh, it's a lot to digest. Uh, I, I think I agree with you. I'm, I'm going to say I think I'm leaning towards no, honestly. Uh, I think, Fair. like you said, this is a greatest hits kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would say movies like 
let's say Terrifier 2, just for example, is way different than the first one. It's not just a grindhouse, brutal movie, and it's actually got a good story. Or right. let's say the new, the new reboot of Jeepers Creepers or something. We need a new slasher to fall in love with to reestablish the slasher. I mean, we That's all fair. love Michael Myers, but he came back out in 1978. We love, right. or, you know, everybody loves Scream. That came out in 1996. That's all established stuff, like you just said, Mike. For us, for something new, I think we need like a we need an Art the Clown to take over. Or yeah, I don't think Jeepers Creepers can do it, but I hope we do get a good Jeepers Creepers like re reboot of the franchise. So I don't know. We need something new though. Just making another Jason movie, I don't think like that would revitalize its franchise. I don't know about the whole. It doesn't do much for me. You know, other stuff like that. I don't think it. That's a Brian. What do you think? I I think yeah. Um, I think that yeah. This does kind of play the greatest hits, but it also doesn't completely like. I mean, you're in the same hell. Sleepaway Camp was great, but it was in the same you know genre as Friday the Thirteenth. You had so many like kind of there were there weren't very unique movies even back then um nightmare on elm street was so great because it was unique it unique. was something different yeah um but then yeah. hellraiser came along you had a whole bunch of stuff that was like kind of in the same genre so i think it's really hard to do anything new and not have some sort of relation to it i think that these do a fantastic job at that i this may you everybody may think i'm crazy but and and you brought it up i love the character of jason you know, since this is a 78, I'll talk about it. I love the character of Jason. I don't really think that any of his movies are great and really good. And I think he suffers from a – I love the character, but I think he's in not a very great franchise, handled franchise or whatever. I I would rather watch this, which is a ripoff of Jason, but done right, but done new, right. but done with better acting, but done better. And I think it's a better movie than any of the Friday the 13th movies. Like, I mean, it, that's I think that's done better. So just that in general saying, OK, I would rather watch this than, you know, if you took the guy with the sack head out and put Jason in it, it would be, be perfect. like this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, you had a Friday the 13th movie, but like it wasn't. So, right. I mean, I think, yeah, I think there's absolutely a way to do it. This is, you know, almost there. And shit, like it's now, you know, it's on Netflix. It's not anything. I think the only reason I disagree with Nico about Art the Clown and Terrifier is just because I think that it's too over the top. It's too, I think it's it's too like cringy, like, oh my God, like what am I watching? But that's the point. Right. That's something they're going for. They're not that's going what, for. That's what I'm saying. Like if you give it a good story too, not just the, the brutal killing or nothing. Right. It's but just, I, I don't think, I don't think Art can do it, but. I mean, he, I would, he has the potential as a slasher. I would like to. I would like to see the rest of these killers get their own movie, like these three are getting. We get the so we're getting the original witch in part three. We've got Skullface or whatever you want to call, which is not not much different than Ghostface. And then you, you've got Sackhead Tommy over here. Which is basically Jason Voorhees, but I I I kind of like those subtle nods. I'd like to see some of these other characters that they introduce, as far you know Ruby Lane and stuff like that. I'd like to see them get a and I I I don't know if we're going to, but man, I hope we do. 
I bet you we do. These things have been a big hit. I bet you we do. Throw throw another three parts at us. Let's go, baby. One thing I'll I'll say, Mike, because I think that was a great question you asked. Uh, I think it's obvious that the fans are hungry for something like this, though. Absolutely. I mean, we've had so many films like uh, The Insidiouses, The Conjurings. I think that's a big reason why even like Ari Aster's movies do so well is because they're just something different. You know, we want and and every I mean, most horror fans love the old slashers. I mean, we're, we're I think we're all hungry for. It. That's why 2018 did so well, and Halloween Kills is so hyped up. The fans are they're hungry for it, and Hollywood doesn't right. fulfill our appetite for it. Right. They want to remake Jaws, a movie that does not need to be remade. They right. want to remake The Exorcist, yeah. a movie that doesn't need to be remade. Right. But and if they and if they do, like Halloween is a a, a not. I mean, it's it's a diamond in the rough. I mean, like. Friday thirteenth oh nine was kind of a diamond in the rough and, oh, and an exception oh, to the man. rule. But they like, even when they do take the characters and they do get the helms and they do get the realms, they're like, well, well, let's do something different. And you know, because oh, this has all been done in the franchise before. But that's what the people want. People want to see at least the not the same regurgitated stuff, but at least like change it up a little. Do what this did. This did enough to change it up. But yet it was what everybody wanted, and everybody is just raving about this, I think. Right. I agree. I, I've seen pretty much nothing but positive reviews about this, which is why I'm I'm really looking forward to Friday when we get to kind of talk about the third one. Absolutely. Uh, I think we'll just go ahead and close it out now. Uh, like Brian says in a lot of his ratings and reviews at the end of our episodes, he rates his movies a lot on enjoyment. These movies are both – whether you think they're masterpieces, no. great writing, et cetera, et cetera. These movies are fun. They're very fun. Yeah. And you'll have a good time watching them. Right. Uh, you can make you a bag of popcorn and a drink and just enjoy both of them, right. which, is, uh, and, which is always nice. And something I always say about slashers, which is why I love them, is are, they got, are these two movies Godfather Part Two? No. Are they fun as hell? Yes. And I think both things can exist, and you can love both the exact same and for different reasons. And I I completely agree. Make some popcorn, grab a drink, whether that's alcoholic or non-alcoholic, and enjoy yourself. It's, it's really, really fun. I will say, uh, when you watch the second one, you might want to hide your kid's eyes in a couple scenes. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Well, neither one of these movies is for the kids. Well, even if it's like a 10 or 11-year-old, you better hide their eyes in a couple scenes in the second one. Ah, nah. <laughs> Got to learn someday. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, Brian, any more final thoughts before we close out? No, I don't think so. I think I've, I've pretty much – I enjoy it. Go watch it if you haven't already. Hopefully you a- have. Absolutely. Uh, and like we have all said, we're definitely going to break these movies down scene by scene in depth. Uh Sorry if we didn't have all of our facts. You know, we just we watched it once and we get we hit bullet points. But we'll definitely be reviewing these movies in depth oh, to front the back soon. I'm picking one for sure. This one in particular. Can't wait. You know what? And fans, if you want a full in depth review, leave us some comments. If we get enough, we might be persuaded to do it. Do uh, it quicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel pretty good about this. Y'all feel good? I'm yeah, good, brother. Absolutely. You know, we said it was going to be like 15, 20 minutes, but yet again, it was 40 minutes. <laughs> I might have rambled. What do you do? No, no, I've been we, gone for two weeks. I got engaged. Hey. I've been gone for two weeks. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, hey. Congratulations to Mike, uh, to him and Catherine getting engaged. That's awesome. 
And happy birthday to Brian, his birthday. Happy birthday, Brian. Hey. How old are you now, 56? Wow, thanks, guys. Got to (laughs) go. Have a good one. (laughs) I'd like to announce my resignation from the Don't Go Out There horror movie podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Brian ain't quitting. He loves this too much. Uh, Hey, fans, we just want to thank you one more time. We appreciate it. Uh, You've shown us a lot of love, and uh, it means the world to us. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on yes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow us, all that good stuff. Check out our website. Follow us on the Tic Tac, <laughs> Patty Whack, uh, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we thank you for your uh, continued support. And like we said, if you want an even quicker review on these, uh, persuade us and we might do them for you. Y'all have a good one. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there. The hands of fate from the midnight hour behind this man.